from CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at special education and a new study examining its impacts on students with disabilities. We have an enormous literature on students in general education settings, but we know very little about the quantitative impact of special education on students with disabilities. We welcome Syracuse University professor Amy Ellen Schwartz, co-author of the study, which centered on America's largest public school district, New York City. Schwartz discusses what her team learned about special education. Just broadly, what this is telling us is special education, although it costs significant amounts of money, it works. We are getting something for our buck. And some important implications for special education policy, practice, and future research. We really need to think about classification. What is this process? How are we figuring out who is classified and when? Can we do better by classifying kids earlier? I think so. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Umuller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, we're happy to be speaking with Amy Ellen Schwartz, the Daniel Patrick Moynihan Professor of Public Affairs and Economics at the Syracuse University Maxwell School of Citizenship and Public Affairs. Thanks so much for joining us, Amy. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So today we're discussing your new study, which you co-authored with Bryant Hopkins and Leanna Stiefel, titled The Effects of Special Education on the Academic Performance of Students with Learning Disabilities. Uh, it was just published in the Journal of Policy Analysis and Management, and it takes a comprehensive look at what, to date, is a surprisingly under-investigated question. Does special education improve outcomes for students with disabilities? To start, could you tell us what drew you to this work? What, what questions did you have about special education or what gaps in the research were you trying to fill in? So the truth is that the special education literature has been kind of an orphan or the stepchild in the education research that has focused on estimating impacts. So by that I mean, we know very little about the quantitative impact of special education on students with disabilities. We have an enormous literature on students in general education settings. What happens when they're in bigger classes and smaller classes and bigger schools and smaller schools or different interventions around curriculum and, you know, whatever you can think of. But we know little about students with disabilities. And part of the reason for that is that it's actually quite difficult to disentangle the effect of the disability per se, the disability that, that gets them into special education from the impact of the intervention. So in this work, what we're able to do is draw on a very large data set from the nation's largest school district, which is New York City, and look at what happens to kids with disabilities when they move into special education. It's possible because of the collaboration with the New York City Department of Education that gave us the data, but also because it's a big school district. The reason the size of the school district matters is that it affects 
your ability to compare kids quantitatively. I mean, we start with a school district of a, a million students. Some fraction of them are in special education. And it's not a giant fraction, but if you're in a little school district, uh, there just aren't enough special education students to, to really look at, um, at impacts. And speaking of the work that you were, you were doing in New York, could you give us a, a general overview of your approach? How did you attempt to answer those questions that you had? The really important thing that we're doing here is we are able to put together data on students with learning disabilities. So it's a specific learning disabilities and really focus on this group of students and compare their performance before and after being classified and entering into special education. So what that means is it's a, a pre-post analysis. It's possible because we follow them longitudinally, but also that students with learning disabilities are typically classified into special education after starting school. So we have test scores before and test scores after. And so fundamentally, we're able to look at that impact using a pre-post comparison within the same kid. And that's quite different than comparing a student with a learning disability, say, to a kid who doesn't have a learning disability. That's how we're able to, with this student fixed effects approach, we're really able to isolate a causal effect. So let's jump into your findings. What, what was it that you learned about the impact of special education on the students you studied? Well, I think, you know, it's a, it's a short answer. We find special education works classifying students with disabilities, specifically students with learning disabilities, into special education improves their academic outcomes. It pretty much closes the gap between students with disabilities and their general education peers by about a sixth. So that's really important. What it says is that if you get kids into special education, you get students with specific learning disabilities into special education, their performance is going to rise and they're going to get closer to their general education peers. The effects are larger for kids who are classified earlier, grades, you know, four or five, than students who are classified later, say in grades six or seven or eight. And we find larger effects for Asian and white students than black students. And that's the paper in a nutshell. That was actually going to be my next question is, did you learn anything about particular student groups? Did you find that the impacts differ either according to race, gender, or other factors? Well, I think what's really important is that we do find differences, and the important differences are by race. As I said, we find bigger effects for Asian and white kids than black kids, and that's worrying. It's worrying because black kids are overrepresented or disproportionately located in special education. And, and Asian students are underrepresented. So it's a little challenging here. And what I think our study doesn't answer is who's getting too much and who's getting too little. So this is a little bit nuanced, but let me try to, let me try to walk through this logic. We kept reading and, and, and have read many anecdotal accounts and some qualitative research that describes Asian parents being resistant to having their, their kids classified as a student with a disability and moving them into special education. 
And so there's a, a fear that there are kids out there who should be getting special education services and are not because their parents are resisting. So we're seeing in these data, this is working for them rather nicely. Though this maybe says, hmm, we should be making sure that, you know, this could be a result of kind of under-identifying. On the other side, we hear stories and there's, I think, more evidence that Black students are over-identified, are more likely to be classified into special education, and some evidence, not from my study, but from other people's studies, that this is perhaps a discrimination or racism of some kind that's trying to kind of shunt kids into special education. That's particularly disturbing because we're seeing no effect or much, much smaller effects for, for Black students. So I think what this also tells us is we really need to look hard at the classification mechanism. Who's getting it and who isn't? And why? And should, who should we be serving more? As you just mentioned, you know, your work combined with previous research that we've seen in this area uh, gives rise to some outstanding questions. And I'd imagine there's certainly quite a few implications we could draw here. Um, so I, I'm curious what you think the implications of this study might be. What should policymakers, school leaders, teachers, and even families take away from your work here? Well, the first thing I think is we can debunk some notions out there that special education isn't working. You know, there are really parents out there that think it's not going to be a good thing for their kid. Now, I can't say for every kid, this is, you know, big, big data kind of work. Um, but I, I don't think there's evidence here that this is bad for kids. So that's an important thing. Second thing is just broadly what this is telling us is special education. Although it costs significant amounts of money, it works. We are getting something for our buck. And uh, you would think we knew this already, but we don't have a lot of evidence on it. So I think that's an important thing. The third is um, we really need to think about classification. What is this process? How are we figuring out who is classified and when? Can we do better by classifying kids earlier? I think so. You know, if um, we can have bigger impacts by screening earlier in grades three, grades four, even earlier, maybe, we could really do some good work for a lot of kids. Now, from the research perspective, I think the implications are also, you know, in many dimensions. First thing is we got to do this in other places. Well, I'm trying now to do this sort of work in the state of Massachusetts with Leanna Stiefel. We should be doing this in lots of places, and, and people haven't done it. But we need to know, is this just New York? You know, it could be New York has a particularly good system of special education. Is New York the best? Is it just like everywhere else? We need to figure out, you know, where is it working and for whom and under what circumstances? What makes it work better? What makes it wor work worse? And so on. So I think that kind of work, both just to replicate and ensure that we got this right, but also to understand the variation in this. We should be doing the same sort of thing looking beyond eighth grade. This study focused on kids in grades three to eight, although we do a little bit of work on attendance outcomes for a, a broader grade range. But we want to know what does this do for college going or for high school graduation? Kids with learning disabilities are the largest group of students 
with disabilities. So what we do for them is going to shape what what the whole group looks like. So I'm hopeful about this. These data are hard to come by. The work is hard to do. But I think we need to start to understand that. Now, the other thing is we need to start looking at, at other kids. Oh, so this is only one group of students with disabilities, kids with emotional disturbances, with speech impairments. We've done a teeny bit of work on that. But it's hard to do. Kids with, with autism spectrum disorder, these things are all hard to do. Not all of them are able to be evaluated using the same method that I used because they are diagnosed and classified before testing begins, before academic tests begin. And so we have to think hard about how to do that. But I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Well, we'll share in your optimism and certainly keep our eyes peeled for more important research in this area, which we mentioned at the top is probably too understudied. And this work that you've done here, Amy, is just incredible. And we want to encourage our listeners to go read the full article. Again, it's titled, The Effects of Special Education on the Academic Performance of Students with Learning Disabilities. And it was just published in the Journal of Policy Analysis and Management. Amy Ellen Schwartz, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub. <laughs>